Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we got a barn burner today. Lots to talk about. And uh, no better spot to start than a article in the Washington Examiner, right? Our Washington Examiner, uh, talking about one of my favorite topics, the complete lack of testicular fortitude of the Senate Republicans, who generally, with a few exceptions, are absolute trash, led by the, the leaders of the garbage company, uh, Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney. So the Washington Examiner headline, Senate Republicans pour cold water on McCarthy's Biden impeachment suggestion. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, Mitch McConnell loves Joe Biden. Uh, Mitt Romney loves Joe Biden. They want Joe Biden. They don't want Donald Trump. And, you know, impeachment might interfere with their ability to get rid of Donald Trump. And God knows that's the only thing that matters. McCar uh, yeah, McCarthy, right? Uh, McConnell and uh, Mitt Romney would do anything that they can to destroy Donald Trump, and that's what they're trying to do. So here's the article, right? Senate Republicans did not react enthusiastically to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy expressing a willingness to launch impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Who cares? Who cares what ED leader McConnell does? The only time he's stiff on anything is when he takes his Viagra, which is Ukraine or some other uh, corrupt spending. China, he's a big supporter of them because, you know, his wife, but that's another story. Uh, you know, House Speaker said in, initially on Monday at Fox News that uh, House committees uncovered through their Biden family investigations is rising to the level of impeachment inquiry. Uh, yeah, clarifying himself to reporters on Tuesday morning, McCarthy said, well, the inquiries had yet to prove the most serious allegations against the president. An impeachment inquiry would provide investigators with the tools to get answers. Well, except for Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney don't want answers. They want to ensure that we have another Democrat president or at least a non-Donald Trump president who will act like a Democrat. That's all that matters to them. These people are the most spineless and horrible human beings on the planet. And why are they a part of the Republican Party? That's what I want to know. Utah, are you listening? I believe, I could be wrong, but I think Romney's being primaried. I would vote for, I don't know, a local uh, Girl Scout leader over Mitt Romney. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Uh, so, uh, quote, how do you get to the bottom of the truth? The only way Congress can do that is to go to an impeachment inquiry, he told reporters, adding to another point, as more of this continues to unravel, it rises to the level of impeachment inquiry. McCarthy is right, okay? Now, I get a lot of people on True Social, Twitter, elsewhere, uh, and I don't really always have time to read comments. I, True Social is the number one spot I look at comments. Uh, I don't really look at Twitter because you got a lot of trolls, and I just don't care what trolls have to say. And I do sometimes look at Twitter comments. It's just... Uh, I have less time to respond to them than I do elsewhere. But anyways, when you look at the comments, a lot of people, McCarthy's a sellout, McCarthy this, McCarthy that. I am not sold on McCarthy, okay? I'm not. He's not going as hard as I need him to. That said, I'm also not sold on the fact that McCarthy is a sellout. I think McCarthy's political. I think he'll do what, uh, you know, the, uh, the political winds push him to do. And Matt Gates, God bless him, was very smart. 
by ensuring that they have the ability to throw McCarthy out of the speaker position, uh, you know, they ensured that he won't go completely off reservation. So McCarthy is somewhat politically accountable, much more so than, than you know, Mitch McConnell, who is a complete sellout. So with that in mind, with that in mind, if we had some some senators in uh, the U.S. Senate that were willing to do what Matt Gates did, you know, McConnell would be in a little bit different position, but he's not he, because we don't have any. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, you know, McCarthy did right here and let's give him credit. Okay. Uh, he, you know, he says, let's look at this impeachment inquiry. Now, what we need to do is for him to follow through on it. It doesn't matter what the Senate says. The Senate doesn't have anything to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. The House can have an impeachment inquiry and hearing and everything else. It doesn't matter what ED leader McConnell wants to do. It doesn't matter what the spineless wuss from Kentucky wants to do. Uh, we can still have the impeachment inquiry. Just got to do it, right? Okay, so that's where that's all standing right now. But uh, according to the story, despite the walk back, a number of Senate Republicans expect, expressed weariness at the idea of a third presidential impeachment in under four years. Wait a second. Wait a second. A third presidential impeachment in under four years. What credible impeachment has there been against a Biden? What true inquiry has there been? You know, you got Jim Jordan and all these guys with all their hearings. We don't want hearings. We want impeachment. We want action. And I'm sorry, but for whatever reason, we're not making this clear to these guys. Now, John Toon spoke out against this, uh, and he says, It didn't come up. It's not on the radar screen over here. Well, let me explain something to you. South Dakota, that's your senator. What are you guys doing in South Dakota on this? I got some friends. I'm going to reach out to South Dakota because this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable. In South Dakota, you need to let him know. You need to let John know that uh, this is not an acceptable position. You need to man up and grow a pair. You're a coward. You're selling out to Mitch McConnell. You're selling out to Mitt Romney. You're a coward if that's your position. Man up, buddy. Man up. Uh, quote, you'd have to have an ar- the argument it's a high threshold, uh, through an explained of impeachments. I assume they'd have to have the evidence in some process where they at least get that evidence. Well, that's what the inquiry's about. That's why you do it. They've got more than enough for an impeachment inquiry. They have more than enough to file articles of impeachment. This is an absolutely cowardly, spineless approach. And the reason they sent out John to do this, John Thune instead of uh, McConnell, is because McConnell doesn't even have the gonads to speak for himself on this. But trust me, he's pulling the strings. This is cowardice on one of the most profound levels I've ever seen. The Senate Republicans, with a few exceptions, are the worst people on the planet. Now, there's a couple guys in the Senate that I like, okay? Uh, And there's a couple guys who I give a little fuss to, but I still like, uh, that I just want them to man up a bit. But this, this is ridiculous. Uh, Quote, clearly the statements they're making would lead me to believe that they have evidence or that they think they have evidence that could reach a threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors. Folks, High crimes and misdemeanors. 
Joe Biden was bribed for millions of dollars. You have audio tapes, you have pictures, you have evidence, you have testimony. What do you want? What do you want? Bill Clinton was impeached on a stain on the dress. Much less than million multi-million dollar bribes. There's plenty of evidence. John Thune just doesn't want to look at it because Mitch McConnell told him not to. And Mitch McConnell hung him out to dry. Thune, are you stupid? You're getting hung out to dry for that spineless wuss, Mitch McConnell. That's what's going on here. And by the way, he's angling because McConnell's out. He's going to retire. And so Thune's angling for that, that position in the Senate. That's what's going on here, right? This is absolutely ridiculous. This is political posturing. And if that's what you're going to do, Thune, I don't want you to have that position. Uh, responding to a similar question about possible impeachment while leaving leadership meeting, John Cornyn of Texas said it's getting to be a habit around here. Once you start, it's unfortunate, but what goes around comes around, he continued. Obviously, the stuff that the House is revealing about the Biden family business is very disturbing, but obviously the Senate doesn't have any role. Well, maybe you should have a role. Man up. You're from Texas, for God's sakes, you wuss. Own it. You have Cornine and Cruz from Texas. Where are they? Texas, I'm talking to you. I love you guys. I love Texas. Your senators suck. If they won't speak up on this, they're pussies. They're giant girls. They're wussies. Uh, I mean, it is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. I don't know, folks. I don't know. I just don't know. What I know is that these guys are the most spineless wimps I've ever seen. Oh, well, you know, it's unfortunate, but it goes around. Yes, it does go around, come around. Democrats did this over and over to Trump. Now it's coming around. But the difference is, is Trump didn't do anything. Joe Biden is literally a criminal, in my opinion. I mean, he's broke. How many laws the guy got to break? It's unbelievable. Using his influence to protect his son? How much evidence do you need of that? What What's a high crime and misdemeanor for you guys in the Senate? Where are you at? Uh, I think that... It's a very serious path to go down. And I warned in the last two impeachments, we can't have snap impeachments or snap impeachment trials, Young said. Speaking of uh, Todd Young, uh, Republican from Indiana. Another Republican. Republicans don't want impeachment. Boy, they don't want that. God forbid. And we impeach Trump on all things. By the way, are any of these guys speaking out against the, the DOJ persecution of Donald Trump? What are they doing here? Where's the Republicans in the Senate? Yet they think that we're going to vote for them to retake power in the Senate? Mitch McConnell thinks that we're going to vote for his crew? I got news for you. I'd vote Democrat before I voted Mitch McConnell, because at least I know that's an enemy. I, I, I am absolutely against voting for anyone that Mitch McConnell supports. If Mitch McConnell supports you, I think I'm going to campaign against you. I got to tell you, as we go into 2024, uh, if Mitch McConnell endorses you heartily, I probably am going to urge people to vote against you. And don't think I won't campaign. I'll show up at town halls just to campaign against you. This is unbelievable, folks. These cowards are, are they would sell us down. 
you know, this is unbelievable. Then they go on, they get Mitch, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney. He says, quote, the bar for impeachment is high crimes and misdemeanors, and that hasn't been alleged uh, at this stage. But we'll see what develops. I certainly hope that's not going to confront us again. What do you mean it hasn't been alleged? It has absolutely been alleged. You sellout piece of garbage. What are you doing, Utah? What are you doing with this guy? I mean, he's got a primary, I believe. I believe he's up this time, right? We all need to look at Utah. We need to get rid of Mitt Romney. He needs to go. I don't care who we vote for. We need to support whoever is running against him in a primary. I would consider voting for a bank robber over Mitt Romney. I mean, can we get a bank robber to run against him? He'd be more honest, I think. You got Mitt Romney. John Kennedy told the Washington Examiner that he would certainly take a look at what House Republicans produce. So John Kennedy... Republican Louisiana is, uh, is, I mean, that's as good as we got, I guess. Uh, he noted he would not support impeaching someone because I don't like their politics, but that's not what the Speaker McCarthy said. That's right. You shouldn't impeach someone because of their politics. You should impeach Joe Biden because he's a criminal, or it looks like he's a criminal. I mean, how much more evidence do we got to produce? What are we looking for here, folks? I mean, I, every day we got another drop. How much do you got to produce? This is unbelievable. Given the quality of the evidence, I do think that the House Democrats cheapened the impeachment process, Kennedy said. Now there are some on my side of the aisle who operate under the, same, uh, under the premise that two wrongs don't make a right, but they do make it even. And I don't subscribe to that. You're right. Two wrongs don't make a right, but this isn't wrong. This is a legitimate impeachment process for a corrupt president that should not be in office. Real simple, right? Uh, I don't think anyone ought to be impeached unless there's substantial evidence of a high crime or misdemeanor. Misdemeanor, folks. High crime or misdemeanor. Substantial evidence? We have substantial evidence of multiple felonies. Misdemeanor. Are you kidding me? Quote, I don't want to see our country become a banana republic whose powerball but jackpot is 287 chickens on the go. This is America. Our institutions matter. You're right. Which is why we need to throw this scumbag piece of crap out of office. The Republicans need to man up and we need to start bringing some respectability and equal justice to the office. Not a two-tier justice system where the DOJ can go after the politicians that Mitt Romney doesn't like, a.k.a. Donald Trump. But an actual Department of Justice that does right and applies the uh, justice evenly and blindly. This is an abhorrent, abhorrent situation, folks. The Republicans in the Senate are so cowardly and so controlled by our snake leader, Mitch McConnell. It is mind-blowing. We have got to find some courage here. We have got to find some integrity. We've got to have the courage to stand up. Why is Mitch McConnell and Mitt Rom- why are Mitt uh, Romney and Mitch McConnell so afraid of Donald Trump? What are they afraid of? Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney are afraid of Donald Trump because Donald Trump disrupts the gravy train, the gravy train that they are both on. 
It disrupts the plans of their corporate masters and their sellout leaders. Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney are the two most corrupt people in the Senate, in my opinion, and that's saying something. This is abhorrent, and make no mistake, John Toon and all these guys that are coming out, this was being pushed by Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is a very powerful Senate leader. He is a, he is a well-known snake. He will leverage his position to influence things and to do things behind the scene, all while publicly trying to remain at a distance. He is the worst kind of snake, the kind, the kind that will stab you in the back in a heartbeat while publicly acting like he's your friend. This is unacceptable, folks. What's occurring in the Senate is unacceptable. The Republicans need to man up. They need to do, uh, demand that uh, an impeachment move forward. They need to demand equal application of justice. The Republican Party and the Republican base supports Donald Trump. It is very clear. Not one senator has anywhere near the support Donald Trump does. I hope Mr. T the real president, Donald Trump, will start playing a little bit of hardball with these guys. Support us at TomRens.com. Share the Tom Renz Show everywhere. We'll be right back. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Everybody, welcome back. And I'm all fired up today. This is wall-to-wall -wall, uh, Republican sellout nonsense. So we've got another story here. This is from Raw Story, uh, which is a apparently a pretty leftist nonsense group. Uh, Freedom Caucus in Identity Crisis as rival far-right group competes for its spot report. Well, this isn't hard to understand, right? So Jim Jordan leads the Freedom Caucus. 
and is a master at talking a good game and getting all sorts of headlines and doing nothing. Uh, lots of hearings, but he, w- he wouldn't back, uh, you know, adding any amendments to the debt ceiling. He wouldn't back, you know, taking things up on the NDAA. I mean, yeah, he just, he's just, well, he wouldn't talk to me, by the way. By the way, I got a personal beef on this, right? He has yet to talk to me. I'm waiting for Jim Jordan to have a meeting with me. I've been leading on the COVID stuff from the beginning, uh, you know, on a national level. Jim Jordan has yet to have a meeting with me about COVID anything. You also notice that he's not speaking out against the vaccines. He's not really looking into anything. Giving some lip service to it, but not actually doing anything. Well, I would love for Jim Jordan to speak with me and see whether or not he will come around and be a conservative rather than a big mouth. Everybody likes to think that he's leading, but he's not. So, you know, Jim Jordan, uh, yeah, I was in your district and you wouldn't meet with me. I was a rep, I, you were my representative during COVID and you wouldn't meet with the guy leading and exposing the COVID fraud on a national level. So I welcome Jim Jordan proving me wrong. I welcome him sitting down with me and uh, learning what maybe he doesn't know and seeing whether he'll actually take action instead of just shooting his mouth off. I'd be real interested to see what happens there. But, uh, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. But this is the problem, right? So the Freedom Caucus has a number of people like this. Let's have another hearing. Uh, Impeachment? No. Amendments? No. Uh, Oppose this? No. Oppose that? No. Uh, Let's just have another hearing. And then I can get some more headlines. That's the Freedom Caucus. Uh, And that's, you know, Jim Jordan's lack of leadership and lack of courage. Uh, uh, Prove me wrong, Jim. Have a meeting with me. Let's have a meeting. Let's talk about this. I would welcome you proving me wrong, and I will publicly apologize if you do. If you do, if you legitimately take actions instead of running your mouth. But I'm not playing these games, right? So uh, the article says, according to the article, quote, the far-right Freedom Caucus, uh, okay, well, I don't know how far right they are, But uh, long the premier disruption wing of the GOP in the House is facing an identity crisis and the rise of a rival group that seeks to claim its mantle, the New York Times reported on Tuesday. All of this comes amid previous reports of turmoil within the group, including the ouster of Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene for her feud with Rep. Lauren Boebert and her closeness to House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Okay. Okay, so the the left would love nothing more than the Freedom Caucus to collapse. And frankly, uh, if the Freedom Caucus isn't going to do anything, I don't care if they do. I mean, if all you're going to do is talk and have hearings, I don't care if you collapse. And if the 20 wants to take its mantle, good. Quote, as the Republican Party has moved farther to the right, the fringe has become the mainstream, swelling the ranks of the Freedom Caucus, but making it difficult for the group to stay aligned on policy and strategy, reported Ann Carney, Robert Draper, and Luke Broadwater. To further complicate matters, the rise of another hard-right faction in the House calling itself the 20, including some members of the caucus and some who have long refused to join, has raised questions in recent months about where the real power lies on the far right. Well, first of all, this isn't far right. These are the politicians that actually stand for things, right? They actually have courage and are willing to stand for issues. They don't sell out. So we've got 20-ish people in the House of Representatives that actually have the courage to stand for the will of the American people. 
Now, the media wants to label them as far right, and you can expect that these 20 are going to face more backlash than anybody else in the House. So we, the people, need to be defending them. If you're MAGA, if you're Freedom, I don't care what you are. You need to be defending these guys because these are the guys that are not selling out, right? They're not falling in line and following the lead. Uh, so the 20, which consists of members, including Matt Gates, is a group of 20 populist members that hasn't re- populist, by the way. Let's talk about that. They call them populist. Why do they call them populist? Well, because they're following the popular opinion of the public. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? I mean, aren't you as a politician supposed to follow the will of the public? Apparently, the term populist is something that is uh, gone, uh, disfavored. I mean, they use it as, an, as some sort of a, I don't know, dig. Aren't you supposed to listen to your constituents? See, that's the problem, right? They call them populist. They don't want you listening to we the people. They call them that, and this is a really important thing, folks. Understand this. They call them nationalist, populist, this, that, and other. The reason that they do that is they try and denigrate people who actually follow the will of the people who elected them. They don't want that to happen. You're supposed to follow the will of the, of the technocracy, of the elitists, of this, of that, and to hell with the people who elected you, right? To hell with it. These guys, they, uh, they're, they're supposed to just, you know, fall in line and, and, you know, if they don't do that, there's something wrong. But these populists, they're listening to we the people. That's horrible. They're far right crazies, right? Nonsense. These are the 20 people that actually are trying to listen to the people who put them into office. God bless them. Anyways, going back, uh, the 20, which consists of members, including Matt Gates, God bless him, is a group of 20 populist members that has in recent r- months become more disruptive threat to McCarthy's control of the House. And due to its smaller size, considers itself more efficient and better able to wage fights against the establishment. Oh, no. Oh, no. They threaten McCarthy's control, and they, they challenge us. To, God forbid that we would have anybody do that. See, this is where they give themselves away. They don't want populists who listen to we the people because that affects the ability of the establishment to maintain control. They tell you what their problem is. They don't want we the people to have anything to do with this. They don't want we the people to be heard. It is unbelievable, folks. Uh, Part of the split is the fallout of the debt ceiling negotiations earlier this year, which enraged far-right lawmakers after McCarthy accepted minimal concessions from Biden in order to prevent economic catastrophe. Minimal concessions? There were no concessions. This was a total sellout. Uh at the time, some members even threatened to try and force a, vote, a confidence vote against McCarthy, but it has not happened. Oh, no. Wouldn't want McCarthy out. Now, listen, I, again, these guys are the only reason that McCarthy has been constrained. I think McCarthy just goes where the political winds go. He hasn't demonstrated to me any ability to, to lead on anything. Uh, all of this could play a critical role in budget talks coming up. House Republicans forced a number of right-wing priorities into the defense bill, including anti-LGBTQ and anti-abortion provisions. But these have virtually no chance of uh, passing the Senate, setting up a conference debate and potential showdown. Oh, no. God forbid that our guys would stand their grounds. God forbid that they would make the military not be an LGBTQ social playground. 
Now, God forbid that the military would actually be focused on readiness rather than perversion. So then we look at uh, meet the 20 rebels bucking McCarthy's bid. Okay. And this goes back. This is uh, not a new article. This is in the political. uh, And this goes back to January. And, uh, you know, a lot of these people are the people that we're talking about here. But they talk about the 20 members, 19 of them opposing McCarthy to start, and one who switched in a third ballot, and what they are. And you see guys like Andy Biggs, Dan Bishop, Lauren Boebert, John Breachin, uh, Michael Cloud, Andrew Clyde, Eli Crane. This is, by the way, an honor list. Byron Donalds. I like Byron Donalds. Byron Donalds, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I like this guy. Uh, he's he's something. Matt Gates, love Matt Gates. Uh, Matt Gates is doing a great job. Bob Good, Paul Goser, Andy Harris, Anna Paulina Luna. Uh, she's really become a firebrand, by the way. She's really speaking out on a lot of stuff. Uh, I get a boot out of that. She's an interesting lady to me. Uh, Mary Miller, uh, from Illinois of all places, right? Uh, Ralph Norman, Andy Ogles. Scott Perry, Matt Rosendale, Chip Roy, Texas. There you go. There's your guy. Uh, you know, you got a couple guys there. Yeah, it's too bad Gomert's not still there. I love Gomert. He was a good dude. Uh, Keith Self. Uh, yeah, that's the list. That's the 20, right? And these are the guys who have said, no, no, we're not just going to sell out and blindly follow this. We're not going to just quietly go into the night. We're not going to just pretend that these things aren't happening. These are the people who are standing up against the corruption that's occurring. These are the people who are willing to support the people over politics. These are the people who are standing behind Donald Trump. These are the people who are supporting what a majority of the Republican Party supports uh, and, and trying to stand for them. Now, compare these guys. I want you to think about this, folks, right? So think about this. Think about your Republican base, okay? Your Republican base. What does your Republican base believe? Guns, pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment, anti-abortion. Um, you know, the Republican base is widely against everything and all things COVID. Republican base is against CBDCs. Uh, They don't like the two-tiered justice system. We were against the riots that occurred, the Antifa riots that occurred with the BLM stuff. Uh, They were against, uh, you know, the the catch-and-release policies of the Soros-funded prosecutors against crime. They're against voter fraud. They want election integrity. Now, these are things that the Republican base believes. I mean, tell me, me if you go to a Republican meeting, how many people are going to say, well, you know, I feel pretty moderate about... uh, about abortion and, you know, maybe a little bit of gun control. Uh, That's not Republican. That's not Republican. But that's what Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney and a lot of these Republicans stand for. That's what they're pushing for because they think that they're going to, you know, expand the party. And I don't actually believe that, right? So the argument is, and let's let's be real honest here. So Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, and their ilk say, well, if we expand the tent, you know, if we're a little bit more moderate on this, we'll get more voters. 
Okay, so they don't care at all about principles. They have no principles. Uh, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney have no principles at all, none whatsoever. But they argue, and mind you, when can you trust someone with no principles, that the party can grow if they expand the tent, if they, you know, moderate their views a little bit, right? And so they say, well, yeah, that's okay. But again, go to any Republican gathering. Ask how many people support abortion, how many people support gun control, how many people like the COVID lockdowns, like mandated vaccines, like LGBTQ in schools, like all these things. And and see what your response is. It's very clear. The response is going to be overwhelmingly, have you lost your mind? Why are you even asking me that? Okay, so that's the Republican Party and the Republican base. But Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney and these sellouts, they don't like that. They won't support that. Now, why are they really doing this? The reality is, is that they're sellouts, right? Whoever it is that's controlling them, a uh, million dollars given to Mitch McConnell for, you know, this Pfizer headquarters in Kentucky. Um, and, you know, uh, Mitt Romney's a billionaire. He's got a lot of investments here and there and everywhere. Uh, you know, I mean, you can figure it out. You can do your homework on this. You look at these sellouts, and what do they stand for? Well, they don't stand for what we stand for. They are Republicans. So let's get rid of them. I'd rather have a Republican Party that represented me than a Republican Party that didn't represent me but had a bigger footprint. Meanwhile, let's look at the Democrats. It's a litmus test. If you don't support abortion right up till, I don't know, six months after the birth of the child, uh, you're going to get thrown out of the Democrat Party. There's no negotiating on the Democrat side. You just are pro-abortion or you're not a Democrat. Uh, You are pro-gun control or you are not a Democrat. You will support things like the Green New Deal or you're gone. Ask, Ask Manchin, by the way. The Democrats don't negotiate on their side. They go to their base, which is a very, very small group of people, and they, they own it. They own it, right? The base controls it. The, the, the communist socialist base and the Democrat Party runs the party. They don't negotiate. They don't moderate their position. Yet, ED leader McConnell and these wussy spineless leaders, they've got a problem with the 20, right? And the Freedom Caucus is doing this. They're equivocating. See, the problem is, is the nature, this is really the nature of most politicians, not all of them, but most of them, you know, they want to negotiate. So you got Mitch McConnell, who, or, uh, who is, you know, pushing for his position. You got Jim Jordan on the Freedom Caucus and the Freedom Caucus starts getting some power. Well, suddenly McConnell seems to, or Jordan seems to think, well, I need to be more reasonable and negotiate with the main part of the Republican Party. Otherwise, Mitch McConnell won't fund me. And, and Mike DeWine, you know, in the Republican Party in Ohio, you know, he won't support me. I got to I got to work with these moderate Republicans because, of, well, you can't lead the Freedom Caucus and work with the moderates. If the Freedom Caucus is going to be the Freedom Caucus, it's got to be the Freedom Caucus. If you're going to make, posi- make your position based on, on standing for freedom, then you need to stand for freedom, not equivocate. That's why we have a rise of these 20. The 20. That's why that's the, they're coming into play. Because they're not equivocating. 
They're not trying to negotiate with Mitch McConnell. They're not trying to find a middle ground. They're standing for what's right. That's all they're doing. And that's the way that it's got to be. That's what we need is people who will do that. We don't need sellouts. We don't need cowards. We need people with courage. That's what these guys are. That's what they do. We need to support them. And we need to get rid of the Mitch McConnells and Mitt Romneys. We need to fight hard to get rid of them because they're the problems. And we need to let Jim Jordan and his ilk know, if you want to lead the Freedom Caucus, lead. Have the courage to stay what's right. Don't tell me you're afraid to speak against Big Pharma. Don't tell me you're afraid to speak up against this COVID stuff. Don't tell me you're afraid to demand impeachment or demand that there be uh, true concessions on a debt ceiling agreement. Own it. You could have got rid of the 87,000 IRS agents. You could have got rid of the Green New Deal. They're wildly unpopular. But you didn't because you don't have the courage. Prove me wrong, Jim. Prove me wrong. Show me what the Freedom Caucus stands for. Own it. When you start doing that, I'll start backing you. Until then, I want to know. I'm just, you know, I'm going to continue asking these questions. I'm tired of it. I don't care who likes me. I'm not running for anything, right? I don't need Republican support or Democrat support. I can't be more censored. Nobody, none of these guys like me anyway, so it doesn't matter. So we'll keep fighting. Support us at TomRens.com. Share the Tom Renz Show. We'll be right back. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The Miracle Enzyme Natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to the Stack of Stuff segment. I'm very excited about this segment today. And honestly, the Stack of Stuff is so deep that it could have been uh, main segments today. It's big stuff, big stuff. Uh, wow. Wow. Uh, so here we've got an incredible story in trending politics, right? Breaking news. Hunter Biden's lawyers face sanctions for allegedly making false statements to Delaware clerk. This is mind blowing. Conservative lawyers everywhere 
are under attack. Patriot lawyers, you know, they go after the license, huge sanctions, all sorts of things. Quote, attorneys for Hunter Biden facing potential sanctions after allegedly lying to the clerk in the first son's criminal case. According to a report from the Daily Mail, Delaware judge Marilyn Norieka has ordered Biden's lawyers to explain themselves by 9 p.m. Tuesday or face sanctions. Earlier today, House Ways and Means Committee Chair Jason Smith filed a motion urging the judge to toss Hunter Biden's generous plea agreement on misdemeanor tax charges. Smith, like many critics, argued the president's son received presidential preferential treatment. Well, he did, folks. He did. He did. But, but this is what's critical, right? According to allegations, someone from the former law office of Biden's attorney, Chris Clark, called the Delaware clerk, Sam Grimes, and pretended to be the office of Smith's attorney, Theodore Cotillo. The individual allegedly asked the clerk to remove the original filing and with it, 448 pages of congressional testimony from the two IRS investigators who worked on the case, the Daily Mail reported. This is incredible, folks. Reading on, the documents were then taken down and sealed, prompting a second outrage letter from Catilla. We promptly contacted the clerk's office and were advised that someone contacted the court representing that they worked within my office and that they were asking the court to remove this from the docket, Catilla wrote the judge. In a fiery email response, Clark denied the allegations and claimed that the clerk took the filing down on their own accord. So the, they're, they're claiming that the clerk just randomly decided to take this stuff down for no reason. Folks, this isn't sanctions. This is ethics. This person, if this happened, you lose your law license for this and you should. Any conservative lawyer that did this, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's bar complaints, ethics complaints on this, but this is mind-blowing. Catilla, however, included a copy of an email from the Delaware clerk backing up his claims. He then identified the individual as Jessica Bangers and included her phone number. She said she worked with the, uh, Theodore Catilla and it was important document was removed, the clerk wrote back. So judge got mad ordered the lawyers to explain themselves, Hunter Biden's lawyers. It appears that the caller misrepresented her identity and who she worked for in an attempt to improperly convince the clerk's office to remove amicus materials from the document, the order said. This is mind-blowing, folks. This is mind-blowing. This is corruption in the most egregious manner that I, I could even possibly point to. Folks, you have ethical duties as an attorney, right? You have an ethical duty to be honest and upfront with the court, not to mislead the court, not to, you know, do things. You're supposed, in terms of facts and evidence, even both parties are ethically required to ensure that the court get to the facts, the true facts. You're not allowed to cover up facts. You're not allowed to hide facts. This is an affirmative action to remove facts from the record that are inconvenient. This is so unethical and so illegal, it is mind-blowing. Sanctions are the first step. This is the stuff you lose your law license over and should. This is criminal, arguably. This is mind-blowing. Sanctions are a understatement on this. This whole plea, everything about this, unbelievable. This whole thing is gone. In my opinion, I don't think that this judge can legally accept this plea deal at this point. 
given that what's happened, I, I mean, what she needs to do is reject it. It needs to go back to the, to the beginning, I think, in my opinion. This is shocking, folks. This is absolutely, even for a Democrat firm, this is shocking. This isn't just corruption. This is an outright abuse of the judicial system. And if the judicial system doesn't take the strongest possible actions, all they're doing is further demonstrating uh, or reinforcing in people's mind that there's a two-tier justice system. God bless this judge for taking steps. This is incredible, folks. This is incredible. Uh, in related news on town hall, are the walls closing in on the Bidens? Okay, well, uh, everyone paying attention to the latest revelations about Hunter Biden is an energetically supportive father. Only thing that uh, Biden, I like that. I like that quote. Energetically supportive father. That's Joe Biden, right? 10% for the big guy. He's very energetic about that. It's the only thing he's got energy on. Most of the time he's pooping his pants and can't figure out where he's at, but he's energetically supporting the 10% for the big guy, right? Uh, knows that journalists and Republicans of officials have uh, opened a vein or the walls are closing in. So left, left side media is trying to cover it up, and that's talking about that. And uh, this is really shocking. Yeah, I like this when you look at this, right? Uh, I like the way this article is uh, is done. Uh, you got Jen Psaki here uh, that's out there screaming, this is leftist media, right? Hunter Biden is not in office. He's not serving in government. It's not equivalent when they compare Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Here's the problem, though. Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong. Joe Biden got 10% for the big guy, right? So it's not Hunter that's the issue. It's the corrupt family. It's the RICO. It's the family scheme. It's that there's conspiracies. It's that there's payoffs and bribes. There's numerous violations. This is mind-blowing. New York Post reported Hunter Biden's former business partner and friend, Devon Arch, will be testifying that he put Joe Biden on the phone with a business associate from Burisma at least two dozen times. Really? Really? Joe Biden, not Hunter. Joe. Oh, there is a difference here. This isn't about Hunter. Uh, website Business Insider reported Hunter Biden weighed $1.3 million for his, his watercolor paintings, his art. And uh, one unknown buyer spent $875,000 uh, on it. And Joe Biden appointed one buyer uh, to a prestigious commission. Huh. Influence peddling anybody? For, for his quote-unquote art that looks like it was a finger painting by a, a mentally deranged lunatic? I mean, it's garbage. It's terrible. Uh, I mean, Washington Freebreaking said that, you know, this, this influence peddler who bought that art visited the White House 13 times. Well, I mean, how about that? Uh, how about this one? A Washington Examiner found a close personal friend and aide of the Biden family appears to have worked for years in the U.S. Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office under David Weiss, including when the, he, the Hunter Biden probe began. No, nothing to see here, folks. No influence peddling, no corruption, nothing like that. I mean, uh, meanwhile, the mainstream won't cover this. I mean, uh, CNN State of the Union host Dana Bash could only ask Nancy Pelosi about Hunter probes. 
are you confident politics did not play a role here? This is like, this is, this is ridiculous. Uh, of course, that was the depth of their, their questioning on this, right? CNN, you can count on them. I mean, the, everywhere you look, this is nonsense. But the thing is, is the truth keeps coming out. And the mainstream media is irrelevant at this point. You've got shows like this. You've got uh, all of the podcasts, all the information, all the radio out there. Thanks to talk radio. Thanks to shows like this. Thanks to all that we're doing. The truth's coming out. It's, it's very clear what's happening. And, you know, folks, I got to tell you, the fact that Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney are working so hard to support Joe Biden and to cover this up, anything to prevent Trump, that tells you all you need to know about the real problem, right? All right. Um, Here we go. Let's, Let's move on to this one. Red wave. Will new BRICS currency backed by gold mean the end of the global dominance for U.S. dollar? Uh, yeah, I bring these up here and again, and a lot of these seem like they're uh, advertisements for people to buy gold, which they should be. I mean, frankly, that's why I push bh-pm.com and tell people to go there and tell them rent sent you and buy some gold. Um, and it's a good reason to buy it, right? Uh, but it, it's also, more importantly, something that's crucial. So you've got BRICS. Uh, uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, I believe. Um, you know, and they're they're getting their new gold-backed currency that they're working on. And, uh, you know, there's no question what's happening here, folks. They're trying to end the U.S. dollar as the, the global reserve currency. And this is part of a larger plan to destroy our American economy, right? Now, all economies are based on uh, trade, right? I mean, what do you got? What What do you make of value? We don't make anything. We're a service economy. We've moved to the service-based economy, which means we have no industrial base, which means we have nothing to trade. There's nothing that you want to buy from the US, this country that you can't do yourself, right? We don't have factories. We don't have infrastructure. We're not producing anything tangible that you want to buy, just services. Well, you can buy them anywhere. And frankly, if you need to buy services, uh, the, you just, you're buying people and people can be transplanted very easily. You know, if the U S economy collapses, everybody will just move to wherever there's a good economy. That's just the way it works. Right? So this isn't a big deal. And they're going to under this move to the service economy and away from the industrial base was always part of destroying our economy. The bankers knew that all these people knew that that's why they've done it. And now you see a gold back, uh, BRICS currency, which is, you know, also kind of nonsense, right? This gold back currency is still a digital currency. And if you think China is going to support a currency gold backed or otherwise, that they don't get to control what you do, you're on some sort of drug. So, you know, BRICS, you know, there's certain aspects of it that, you know, everybody likes to say, oh, gold back. Well, at least there's that. Yeah. But remember, China's not putting out a programmable digital currency that they can't control. So understand that. Uh, but, you know, that's what they're going. You know, this article, much like many of the others, suggests buy gold, buy gold, buy gold. Well, the value of gold will certainly go up one way or another. Um, but in my opinion, at least that's what it looks like to me. But uh, I, I like it. I think it's a good idea. And I, I like pointing these articles out now and then because, you know, CBDCs, the Unified Ledger, this is all moving. And we talked about it. I did a good, I had a nice interview with Marizzi on Infowars yesterday talking about this. So, uh, and by the way, Australia 
speaking of Maria Z, some of you guys down there, man, it, you guys got to get your stuff together. It ain't looking good. Um, have you seen this Tafari Campbell thing? This is the chef for Obama. Uh, an article here, uh, Tafari Campbell's death has eerie parallels with uh, Clinton chef Walter Sheeb. Now, here's the thing. There's an interesting kind of conspiracy theory thing going on here with this Tafari Campbell. He worked for the Bidens, and he was there through much of their stuff. So he saw all their corruption, all their sick perversion, and all the things that they did. And, uh, yeah, he just he drowned in eight foot of water. Well, Tafari Campbell was in great shape. He was an excellent swimmer. He was, uh, I mean, Tafari Campbell is not drowning in eight foot of water. Okay, it's just 100 foot from the shore. That's just not going to happen. Okay, so there's something going on here. The question is what? So everybody understands that Tafari Campbell, by the way, I have pictures sent to me of Tafari Campbell swimming laps for workout. And these are good. These are credible pictures from someone who knows. They're not public. Uh, Tafari Campbell most certainly did not just accidentally fall off his board and drown because he couldn't swim. So why did he uh, show up dead in the water? So there's a couple people. Uh, you know, I, Liz Crokin is a wonderful lady. I know her. Uh, you know, she broke all the stuff on the Pizzagate and a lot of this other pedophile stuff. And uh, I like Liz a lot. Uh, you know, I got to spend some time with her a while back, and she is a uh, she's a sharp cookie and knows a lot. I got to catch back up with her at some point. But Liz has been talking about the fact that you know maybe this guy disappeared because he knew about some of the sick, perverted things that the Obamas did. Uh, maybe she's right. I don't know. Uh, I think that we're, we'd be remiss to not look at the died suddenly situation, right? Now you got a healthy guy in good shape, uh, certainly a candidate for vaccine myocarditis, without doing something active that could have had a heart attack from it. You know, I don't know. What I do know is that I'm certain we're not going to get the true story on this. I don't think there's going to be any truth about this. They're covering it up already, trying to hide it. Oh, it's just some random tragedy. It's a shame this guy drowned, you know, whatever. Eh, this guy didn't drown, at least not unless he was having a heart attack or something like that. Uh, This guy was a good athlete, great shape, uh, you know, excellent swimmer, uh, swam for exercise. You know, this, this, this is shady. This is nefarious. I don't know what happened, folks, but I can tell you one thing. What didn't happen is that Tafari Campbell just happened to die of natural causes while paddleboarding. Uh, I don't believe that for a second. Um, nah, I don't know. So uh, we've got this another article here, and this is an interesting thing. And I kind of don't love this because I think it's, uh, I don't know. It's unfortunate that we have articles like this. Headline, black Americans weigh in on Jason Eldeen's, quote, racist hit, quote, try that in a small town. These reactions say it all. And so they got a bunch of things where they went out and they asked, uh, they asked our black brothers and sisters what they think about it, right? And there's a whole bunch of things in there. And a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of our black brothers and sisters say, you know, he's right. And this is nonsense. And there's a lot about this. But I want to put something else out there about this. Don't we all bleed red? 
Last time I checked, we all bleed red. Uh, I don't care if you're black or right. This was not a racist thing. Aldine was right. I like Aldine because he had the courage to put this out. I support this song. Try that in a small town is right. Most of the violence was carried out not by people who were legitimately concerned about the issue of police brutality. Okay? The violence was carried out by Antifa's antagonizers and activists paid off by the corrupt arm of the BLM to cause problems. Right? BLM as an organization is as corrupt as can be. But the violence was Antifa, Soros funded, all this nonsense, right? The violence, the riots were not acceptable in any way, shape, or form. Now, as much as I disagree with everything that occurred here, I absolutely support the right of people to peacefully and nonviolently protest and speak their mind. I don't care what their word is. But here's the thing. We have to keep making this about black and white. And when we do that, we're perpetuating a myth. We all bleed red, and you got to be judged by the content of your character. These little white leftist weenie Antifa scumbags that did these riots and facilitated these riots, they should have all been, uh, I'm, you're right, try that in a small town. Let's have the rest of us move on. Support us on the Tom Wrens Show on TomRens.com. Thanks for listening.